2: It. Conservative talk without apology. The regular Joe show with Joe Giganti, weekday evenings at nine on SuperTalk 1270 and the free SuperTalk 1270 mobile app. It's time for talk of the town on SuperTalk 1270. Talk of the town brought to you by Big Boy. Just get in line; it moves fast. Benchmark Mortgage. Call Joe Sheehan, your mortgage planner, at 701-400-3926. Dakota Pharmacy and Dakota Natural Health Center. We're here to help you stay well. Trademark Realty. Peak Automotive and Service. And Silver Ranch.
1: You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Superdoc 1270. I'm Steve Bach, along with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drug Store. And welcome, Kevin. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, we're going to talk about. Uh mushrooms we are going to talk about some fungus among us yep yep. now it's kind of funny because when you brought this up as a topic um and people are a lot of you know whether it's athlete's foot jock itch toenail fungus you know people are familiar with fungus right fungal infections actually overall very very bad and hard to get rid of yeah but one of the first things that popped into my mind is you know and and i buy supplements and and so i'm always looking at, at supplements and and what I've noticed over the last year or two, uh, you're seeing a lot of mushroom supplements. This is something I have not seen on the store shelves for forever, um, but they seem to be popping up now because there must be some benefit with them. Yeah, you know, we,
3: we see some mushroom extracts in some of our, you know, multiple layer products. Um, last Friday, I had a, a gentleman walk in the pharmacy and he asked, asked us if we had Ganoderma, and I had no idea what he was talking about. So in Um, 80 years of being a pharmacist,
1: or 90 or whatever it is now, that
3: you were stumped. I I was stumped. So I quick looked it up, um, and it's actually one of the reishi mushrooms. And I've heard of reishi. It's in a couple of the products that we have, but... I realize I don't know a lot about mushrooms. So do they come in pieces? Yeah. Are they reishi so pieces, stems, <laughs> reishi pieces? So what you <laughs> what what I really enjoy about coming in on Thursday mornings is the research that I do to be prepared.
1: So you do I, a lot of homework. You, Kevin comes in with a stack. Yeah. So no matter what direction we may go with the conversation, I can you, find it. You can find it. <clears throat> yeah. So I
3: started doing some reading and I did, did a fair amount of research on and off this week about medicinal mushrooms. Um, and I thought, yeah, there's a subject here. So that's, that's where we're
1: going. Well, with. And I was familiar with uh, Asian medicine. Sure. They, been around for centuries and sure. centuries and centuries, but has kind of stayed in that space. Uh, with with Asian medicine,
3: yeah, as you as you'll hear in a minute, there's many cultures that use mushrooms in their in their medicinal world, and we'll we'll kind of go through that. Um, I find it interesting anytime there's a quote unquote food that really has a medicinal property. So Hippocrates um, said, "Whenever let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food." And and a lot of the medicines, modern medicines we use, really originate in nature. You know they they're they're originally from say a a plant you know you look at our cholesterol
1: well and we've talked about this in the past getting back to the roots of compounding it was really about roots yeah yeah, (laughs) it was a lot of it it, it was the plants in nature it was so
3: looking into mushrooms and the medicinal properties and and of course as as we get modernized we're getting you know very pure extracts from the mushrooms. Um, I think mushrooms are probably a good thing to have in our diet, as long as you're not having problems with ingesting a fungus. Um, the first thing I thought of was what you mentioned was aging. So TCM is traditional Chinese medicine. It's kind of probably has the longest history in, in the use of mushrooms. Um, it dates back thousands and thousands of years. In fact, Ganoderma is one of the most well-known medicinal mushrooms in traditional Chinese medicine. And that's what I found when I looked up Ganoderma as a Rishi mushroom. It took me right to traditional Chinese medicine because it's very, very prevalent in that. But But there's other cultures. Ayurveda. Ayurveda medicine originated in India. And Ayurveda is the skill of putting together multiple things to get a positive outcome. So Ayurveda is... kind of the science of synergy. Things work really well together. Layered approach. Yeah, yeah. Um, So various mushrooms used in Ayurveda that they they possess medicinal properties. So cordyceps, cordyceps, and we're going to go through these in in greater detail. Cordyceps is very, very um, prevalent in Ayurveda medicine. It's used as an adaptogen um, to help you adapt to stress. And we've had a conversation about unresolved stress recently. Um, Japanese and Korean traditions use medicinal Chinese medicines. The staple for them was shiitake. We see shiitake mushrooms as part of formulas that are put together by the companies that we use. Um, Shiitake is good for immune function. So in some of the immune products that we were seeing during this whole COVID time, some of them had some shiitake mushroom extract in it. And it's in there, but... I didn't really do my homework until this week, so well. And it, when I was, it was an, istri- it was an interesting. When way. I
1: was skimming through stuff, it, it, so <clears throat> mushrooms, Native American culture, yeah, um, very prevalent. Um, also, uh, I found some stuff in Egyptian. Uh, there were some references to Egyptian medicine sure. that, that were there. I'm like, wow, that that okay, yeah. Um, but you know, and we're not talking about the the psilocybin. The no, the hallucinogenic <laughs> no, the, no. That the, that's not a medicinal medical. These are different. There, there's a distinct difference between the two.
3: Well, if you look at the plant world, there are different sides to it. There, in this case, there's a medicinal side and there's a psychedelic side. Even, even in, even in the cannabinoid world, hemp has cannabinoids, but it's touted to be more medicinal. Now, medical marijuana is touting to be medicinal, but it also has the hallucinogenic and intoxicating effect. The, the interesting thing that I s- started to read about mushrooms is the modern scientific research, because that's typically what happens, is the modern research will follow some of the ancient medicinal modalities, because there's, out, there's positive outcomes, so they're going to research why. Why are we getting a positive outcome? Um, we use Beta-glucans are very, very common. Well, beta-glucans, polysaccharides, um, triterpenoids, they're all part of our medicinal world, but they're derivatives of mushrooms. Um, I knew beta-glucans were, but I didn't know about some of the others.
1: Fungus Among Us. Yeah. And there's some good stuff out there. Yep. Uh, we're talking about uh, mushrooms and, and fungus and the different medical sides of that with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's Corner Drugstore. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. One Super Talk.
0: Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
2: Welcome back to Talk of the Town on
1: Super Talk 1270. You're tuned to Talk at the Town on SuperDoc 1270. I'm Steve Bynum, along with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, Downtown Bismarck's Corner Drug Store, and we're talking about mushrooms. So the fungus among us, and not the fungus between your toes. No, like no cases. So all right. So when you're looking at a mushroom, and and you see the stem, you see the cap. There's a little bit of a root system that uh, really you you don't see that goes underground. Uh, where the benefits come because there's different pieces to a mushroom, and and you know some mushrooms are rather dangerous because yes. I know people that pick them, and some are good for you, and, and, and but it's the different components of the mushroom that have different properties. Yes,
3: and uh, unless you're well schooled, you don't walk around in the wild and pick mushrooms and eat them. So even if I were, you no, <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> not going to happen.
3: So the mycelium is. The root and the stem—it's the carrier of the nutrients to the fruiting body. That's the, what what we see, you know, the majority of what mushrooms look like. But the interesting thing about mushrooms, and when we get into it deeper in this session, is there's many different looks to mushrooms. You know, their color and the shapes, and it's not the traditional cap that you think of. Some are, but the majority of them are really strange looking. Um, but again, it's the fruiting body that is going to carry the nutrients. And well, So you,
1: going back to the nutrient side, too, you have to remember um, mushrooms grow out of decay. Right. So that's part of some of the dangerous properties is you've got decay. So it's how that nutrient is absorbed and transformed and utilized in the cap that is either dangerous or good for you.
3: Right. And and maybe not all of the cap is actually good for you as well so you know we're looking for again the beta glucans the tri- triterpenoids those those are the nutrients that are in the mushrooms that have their the, the give us the positive medical outcomes so i just thought it was interesting to hit you know some of the history of the different kinds of mushrooms and we're gonna, we're going to talk about the top 7 medical mushrooms and some of these may sound familiar to some of the audience Um, and they all have kind of a subtitle. So in fact, one of them's, it's the mushroom. That's not a mushroom. It's actually part of a tree bark. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite mushroom,
1: the one on my steak. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The sauteed ones. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, so the, the top seven medical mushrooms, um, include one called lion's mane. Lion's mane mushroom is mushroom for the mind. Um, and, it's really, it, it, its benefits are that it supports healthy brain function and neuron regeneration. Um, we have people ask for lion's mane. I believe we do have a lion's mane mushroom um, extract, and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for improvement in cognitive function and focus, and um, and they buy it, and they rebuy it because they, 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 they say that it helps. Um, histor- historically... Lion's mane is... It's beautiful in appearance. It's a very attractive-looking mushroom. Um, It also... Let me guess.
1: It looks like a lion's
3: lion's mane. mane. Yeah, Uh, yeah. Yeah, it does. But it doesn't grow out of the ground. It actually grows on trees. So you might actually have seen shell-looking things on the barks of trees, they're probably a type of a mushroom, maybe not medicinal, but they're growing on, like you said, they're growing on decay.
1: Yeah, some sort of a fungus. Right. And, and it, is there a difference between the definition of a, a fungus? Is it kind of like a, a square is a rectangle, a rectangle is not a square. Right. A mushroom is a fungus, but a fungus isn't always a mushroom. Right. Right. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, that, that, that that's definitely true. Um, so lion, lion's mane... Um, it's very, very popular. The more I read about it, the more I found it's very prevalent in 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 all worlds. Um, the reishi mushroom, which we talked about initially, it's a it's a ganoderma type of mushroom. Um, the reishi mushroom is considered the mushroom of immortality. Now, what it's typically used for is as a sleep aid and an important immune modulator. So, the idea that it's for immortality is. If we sleep better, we're probably gonna live longer. And if our immune function is better, we're probably gonna live longer. Um, reishi mu- mushrooms are rich in polysaccharides that, and it's the polysaccharides that are associated with, with improved immune function. Um, and if taken for a long time, science really shows that it can be very, very beneficial and significantly import, support your immune function. Um, cordyceps cordyceps is a mushroom again that may sound familiar familiar Um, cordyceps improves lung capacity and increases energy so lung capacity would be cordyceps might be used in somebody that has you know copd as long as it's not interfering with the medications they're on asthma those types of people those Maybe seasonal allergies. You you might you might see a cordyceps mushroom extract in some seasonal allergies when lung capacity is diminished. Um, shaga mushroom is the mushroom that's not a mushroom. It's a mushroom that it's considered a mushroom, but it's not a mushroom. It's actually um, put out by birch trees. It's part of the birch tree bark, so it's more of a bark, um, but it it's typically used to help digestion and it's good for the, it's good for the skin. And and the idea that it's good for the skin is apparently the shaga mushroom is part of the birch bark because it helps protect the tree. So it's thought that that is how it originally was used because it was seen on trees and healthy birch trees. So it was assumed that it would be good for, for skin. Um, turkey tail, Turkey tail mushrooms, the mushroom of multiple colors. Um, and again, the primary function of turkey tail is it it helps boost the immune system, um, and it does that by increasing our natural killer cells, um, and that's important. We want good killer cells to boost white cells. Yeah, killer cells are T cells. They're T cells. Yeah, right. they're they're scavengers. So a killer cell is so if there's an infection and your immune function. Is trying to target that um, the bugs we'll, we'll call them bugs they send they tend to send out deflectors to to draw the attention of our killer cells away from the bad guy that our immune system is trying to treat um, your your T cells and your killer cells they gather up these byproducts of the disease so that our killer cells can attack the the, the actual bacteria or, or whatever we're dealing with, so something like turkey tail is going to help with gather up those free radicals, is what they're boost called. They're going to boost that
1: system. They're going to the boost, okay.
3: boost that system. Yep. Um, shiitake, shiitake is the fragrant mushroom. Um, apparently, it has a very, very pleasant odor, and it's typically used to support cardiovascular health and liver health. Um, and lastly, maitake mushroom is the dancing mushroom. And I found a video of a maitake mushroom, and it almost looks like they're in an ocean. They're like fingers like they flowing. They flutter. Yep, yep. There's no cap. They're like fingers, um, but they're really, really cool looking. Um, and again, it's really more of a cardiovascular health uh, blood pressure benefit, and again,
1: immune support. Well, and the shiitake, you mentioned the fragrance on that. That's why they're widely used in cooking. Yeah. Because of the the fragrance that comes with uh, the shiitake mushroom. So it's good for presentation. It is. good for bouquet when you're making that fine meal uh we're Thanks talking Ke- like the food channel yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have breakfast yet this morning i'm hungry uh this is talk of the town on super talk 1270 i'm steve biken along with kevin Oberland, dakota pharmacy dakota natural health center downtown bismarck's corner drug store we're talking about fungus mushrooms and the health side of that this is talk of the town on super talk 1270 it's
4: mark without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running everything would suddenly stop
2: Talk lineup is on Super Talk 1270. Check out the program schedule at Supertalk1270.com and on the free Super Talk 1270 app. Talk of the Town brought to you by Big Boy. Just get in line, it moves fast. Benchmark Mortgage. Call Joe Sheehan, your mortgage planner, at 701-400-3926. Dakota Pharmacy and Dakota Natural Health Center. We're here to help you stay well. Trademark Realty, Peak Automotive and Service, and Silver Ranch. Welcome back to Talk of the Town
1: on Super Talk 1270. You're tuned to Talk of the Town on SuperDoc 1270. I'm Steve Bagan, along with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's corner drugstore. And we're talking about fungus, the fungus among us. We're talking about mushrooms and the medicinal health aspect of mushrooms. So, okay, like I said, I've been seeing mushrooms and mushroom extract on store shelves for... little over a year now a year and a half is it's really come into its own and we talk about absorption and things like that all the time and the quality of these different supplements and i picked up several of these bottles and and some of them are are specific this type of mushroom or that type of mushroom but usually i'll see a mushroom extract and it'll list a few things on there Um, i'm guessing the average consumer myself included It's not going to have any clue what amounts or quality or anything as you're sitting there looking at a bottle that says mushroom extract. I've been doing this a
3: long time and I didn't know anything about it. (laughs) Okay. Teach us. Yeah. So one of the interesting things about mushrooms is we kind of consider them a vegetable, but they're not. They're not a plant or an animal. They're a fungus. And when we get into the next session, we talk about some of the risks of mushrooms it's It centers around the fact that not everybody should... It's a fungus. It's a fungus. Not everybody should ingest them.
1: Well, and, and I know people that, <clears throat> you know, one of the worst medical conditions that's out there is get a fungal infection. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it, good luck. It, those are hard to get rid of. So we, you have to be very careful with fungus.
3: We've talked about biofilms. Fungus yep. are very, very adept at building themselves a biofilm to protect themselves. Now, the bad fungus are... Um, the good fungus in mushrooms really don't do much in the penetration of a biofilm. So you typically don't treat fungus infection with a fungus. Sometimes even a, even a quality fungus will exacerbate the condition because you're adding to the makeup of that biofilm. And when we talked about biofilm here not too long ago, we talked about the fact that the organisms inside the biofilm Actually, create antibiotics so they teach themselves how to protect themselves from antibiotics, which is a scary, scary world. And I don't know that we really know enough about mushrooms and their effect on biofilm. But I don't believe there's a mechanism there, or they're not adding
1: to to that mechanism because they're not able to break. Well, and quite often, mold (coughs) and fungus are grouped together. Yeah, and where does penicillin come from? It's mold. It's mold. Yeah. So, you know, it, it very, you, you got to be careful. You do have to be careful.
3: Um, and as, and as far as quality, we've talked about that all the time. I'm sure, I'm sure you can get bad mushroom extracts. I'm sure you can get some that have no medicinal quality. Um, we hear horror stories about it, I'm buying a reishi mushroom and they put a a dot of it in there. The rest is nothing, but they put it on the label because it's got some reishi in there. So there's got to be dosages and mounts that are medicinally proven, which is what we look to as when, we, when we're looking at drug uh, supplement manufacturers, we're, we're looking at their knowledge and and how long have they been doing it and their independent lab testing to prove that what is on the label is actually what's, what's in the bottle. Um, but I thought we'd take this session and kind of do a reverse on, cause we talked about the mushrooms and what they might be used for. So let's do the reverse. Let's look at in um, a, a disease or some type of malady and what would be the mushrooms that would be best for that. Um, so what is the best mushroom for inflammation? Um, <clears throat> there's three that come to mind, reishi, cordyceps and turkey tail. They show to have the most anti-inflammatory properties, um, and they also support your immune system. And a lot of our, our immune function, uh, when it's when it's poor, leads to an inflammatory process. Um, what's the best mushroom for joint pain? Um, reishi mushrooms again come right to the top. Um, it's been shown in research that reishi can help ease pain in people with rheumatoid arthritis after about a period of 24 weeks so it takes a fair amount of time for some of these things to actually exhibit um, so typically do
1: <clears throat> mushroom extracts or mushrooms and their properties does that take a, a while to build up in the system yeah i think it's, it's not a, like it, a it, pop the pill and a couple days later you're feeling better
3: right it's, they're, they're really not drugs they're, they're fungus um, that come from our world and typically when people make dietary changes to improve their health, that doesn't, that doesn't help overnight. You know, that just takes a while. The nutrients that we're ingesting can take weeks and weeks and months sometimes to give us a positive outcome. I think the same is to be said for using some mushrooms. So if your immune function is poor um, and you want to boost it with some mushroom extract, you probably don't want to consider that an acute problem it's it's a long-term commitment to using that as part of your immune function um so what is the medicinal mushroom that is touted for anti-aging because traditional chinese medicine uses again reishi um and then the korean uh, japanese use shiitake and maitake as anti-aging mushrooms to slow the aging progress and maintain long longevity um what's the best mushroom to lower cortisol so the the gentleman that came in the pharmacy last week looking for ganoderma again that's a type of a reishi mushroom that helps helps control our cortisol output so it has a calming effect in in times of stress um, what mushroom is used for fibromyalgia <clears throat> um, that's a ganoderma again fibromyalgia is is oftentimes um, a, a severe inflammatory condition that travels around the body, but it's usually associated <clears throat> with a myriad of complications, one of which it, <clears throat> one, of, <clears throat> one of which is excessive stress. So the, the, these, mush, these mushroom extracts seem to have a calming effect on on our system. So you, using some type of a Ganoderma mushroom, may be part of a program. I don't know that if a fibromyalgia patient came in the store that I would say, here, take this, and that's all you need to take is Ganoderma, but it, became, it might become part of their Could program. Could be of
1: a, part of a regimen.
3: Right, right, because it, it typically takes, it just takes a long time and multiple modalities to help patients like this. Um, uh, one of the questions I ran across is, what is better, maitake or shiitake? You actually see them mostly together, so they have they have they have different properties, um, but maitake is called the king of mushrooms, um, mostly because it actually has it has high culinary use um, as well as nourishing qualities to to the body overall. Um, so, what in in a nutshell, what are some of the myriad of health benefits? that medical mushrooms um, as nutritional powerhouses can improve. Um, and that list includes the top is provide immune support. They're full of antioxidants. And we've talked about antioxidants ad nauseum in the past. Antioxidants are just really, really good for you. They, 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 they help um, fend off what's called oxidative stress. So as oxidation and stress destroy cells, the cells become rusty, and antioxidants help knock the rust off.
1: I, I had a friend of mine that's a, a, a chef and a nutritionist, and they described mushrooms, uh, because they cooked with mushrooms a lot. And I love mushrooms in food, so and they cook with lo- And they describe mushrooms as the mitochondria of the food yeah. world. <clears throat> that, that, I'm like, well, very, well, that, that's pretty accurate. <clears throat> that's out.
3: very interesting,
1: yeah. So... And we've talked because about. Because of the antioxidant <coughs>
3: properties. Right. And we've talked about antioxidants in the past and the mitochondria. So the mitochondria is the powerhouse. So anything you can ingest that powers the mitochondria, and mushrooms may very well be one of those things to include in, in a regimen, um, mitochondria health is all the rage right now in medicine. Um, we talked about methylene blue, powering the mitochondria. In fact, I found a source of methylene blue that I think we can carry in the pharmacy so
1: without turning the pharmacy blue
3: <clears throat> without turning the pharmacy blue <clears throat>
1: <laughs> like some labs get to be uh interesting stuff we're talking about mushrooms kevin Oberlander, dakota pharmacy dakota natural health center downtown bismarck's corner drugstore when we come back i want to talk about uh, some of the dangerous side yeah. of mushrooms The uh, you know again we talked about that you don't Unless you're well-versed, you don't walk through the woods and go, oh, look, a mushroom. I'm going to have that for dinner tonight. Um, there are some dark and dangerous sides. We mentioned the biofilm side of things. So you have to know what you're working with when you're addressing mushrooms and fungus. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk For the ones who
0: work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.
2: Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk
1: 1270. You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Talk 1270. I'm Steve Black, along with Kevin Oberlander, Dakota Pharmacy, Dakota Natural Health Center, downtown Bismarck's corner drugstore. And we're talking about fungus, mushrooms, and uh, the effects and good effects that it can have with your health regimen. And now there's a dark side. We want to talk a little bit about that because we've talked about the biofilms in the past. Um... And mushrooms, they're a fungus, not really a a plant, not an animal, kind of. It's their own little world. They're they're their own little world out there. And uh, quite often you think about the fungus side of things that although many medical benefits, because as I mentioned, uh, you know, fungus is kind of lumped in with mold and. Penicillin comes from mold, good molds, so there's good molds, bad molds, good fungus, bad fungus, good mushrooms, bad mushrooms. Right, right. And
3: even good mushrooms can be bad for somebody. So, when I when I was doing my research, I found eight specific um risks that patients need to consider if they're going to if they're going to use a mushroom extract. And the number one risk is the allergic reaction that could happen because this is something that it, it grows in the environment. Um, we can be allergic to a lot of things in our environment. So there's a there's a population of individuals that may be specifically allergic to mushrooms. And they may know that. Well,
1: and, you know, and quite often, a lot of people <coughs> that are allergic to mold because mold and mildew, and right. there's a lot of allergies out there for that. Well, again... Mold is closely related to fungus, closely related to mushrooms, which so if you're allergic to an aspect of that, there's a good chance you're going to be allergic to a larger aspect of that.
3: Or or if you have long-term exposure, some people have exposure to mold that they're not even aware of. It can be in... It can be in the house that they're living in. It can be in the building that they're working in.
1: We hear that with black mold all Exactly. The time. That's why it's exactly.
3: so dangerous. So, so if a patient's exposed to a mold on a chronic basis, their immune function is probably going to be compromised to that world. And that world includes the potential that they would react to mushrooms. So you just have to be diligent and very careful. Um, so, you know, it's, once you start something you just kind of need to be aware if you see some t- something that would be considered an allergic reaction you may be reacting to it that would be a skin rash that's going to be like a, a runny nose or some congestion you tip, typical of, of your of your allergic reaction so you know be aware um, the second most um, documented risk is there's actually a fair amount of drug interaction so there again i think there is a risk in people just stopping looking at something off the shelf picking it taking it home and taking it well especially, but that's especially it, if not you're on
1: medication mushroom specific because people right. that's you know, first, first thing <clears throat> they, when you walk into your doctor's office okay what medications are you taking well that also includes supplements yes so if you're taking supplements those supplements will react with different medications or courses of treatment as well and in I, I think people take that awfully lightly. I
3: think they do. You know, the, the, the number one type of medication that can interact with mushrooms is, is blood thinners, the anticoagulants. A lot of people take them. A lot of people use them in their cardiovascular program. And they see, well, this particular kind of mushroom is good for my cardiovascular system. So I think I'm going to take that in addition to my medications. And without asking about it or asking a professional who like like our staff who can help with that if we don't know the answer we're going to look it up I didn't know the answer on Friday so I went and looked it up but I think it's important that if you're you know we can look at your drug history if you get your medication from us but if you don't we don't have access to that for the most part so it it's the, the buyer just needs to be diligent about what they're ingesting and any risks that might be involved with that toxicity is another issue. Um, I don't think you ever want to take an excessive amount of a mushroom extract. Um, I also don't think like we've talked, you just don't walk out into the woods and eat a mushroom because there's some toxicity associated with that. Um, in some cases consuming mushroom extracts, um, and these concentrated extracts, the beta glucans, the polysaccharides can cause some digestive discomfort. Um, So sometimes starting with smaller doses and working into it so your GI tract understands what you're ingesting.
1: So is there a danger or is there a benefit for, because like I said, I'll go on the shelf and I'll see mushroom extract. And then you look at the label and and there's a bunch of different mushrooms in there. Or there'll be a mushroom specific extract. uh, benefits dangers of taking that one size fits all or something specific i actually think there might be a benefit to it because if you look at what we talked about there's
3: so many of these mushrooms that really exhibit the same outcomes immune function um, anti-inflammatory um, it's good for the cardiovascular system um but health you need ba- to help balance your blood sugar. So if you take an extract combination, you're using smaller amounts of different types of mushrooms, so you may lower the risk of the exposure because you might be fine with one mushroom and not another one.
1: But again, you also have to be have an understanding of what medications you may be on yes. in conjunction with those as well, just like any supplement. Yep. Great resource. If you want more information, uh, talk to Kevin Sep- and your staff.
3: Seven oh five East Main. Bismarck's downtown
1: corner drugstore. Perfect. Make sure you stop on in uh, Dakota Pharmacy, uh, Dakota Health Center. This is talk of the town on Super Talk twelve seventy. K L X X A M Mandan Bismarck, a Town Square Media station, broadcasting from the View Community Credit Union studio. Now you can listen to Super Talk twelve seventy on Alexa. Hiya. Find out how at supertalk1270.com.
2: Goodbye.
1: Talk of the Town.
2: Brought to you by Big Boy. Just get in line, it moves fast. Benchmark Mortgage. Call Joe Sheehan, your mortgage planner, at 701 400 3926. Dakota Pharmacy and Dakota Natural Health Center. We're here to help you stay well. Trademark Realty, Peak Automotive and Service, and Silver Ranch. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270.
1: You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. I'm steve Bakken along with the the one, the only Joe Sheehan from Benchmark Mortgage. He is your mortgage planner. A lot to talk about. We're going to talk about tax refund season coming up. Um, also, the difference between a broker and a banker. I was talking to somebody over the weekend, and and they're like, well, aren't they all the same? <laughs> no. Uh, you need to listen to the program. So uh, we're going to break that down a little bit. Uh, also, the investment side with your kids, how to work through that process. And I, I know a lot of... A lot of friends that have sent their kids off to college, and they've looked at, okay, what's the best way to invest in their kids' education? It's been buying property. Kids got to live someplace. And uh, once they're out of the dorms, then, hey, if you're owning and building equity, it's a great way to get your kid off to a start. We're going to talk about that as well. But first, uh, of course, the Fed came out, said... uh, nothing they said nothing joe
5: yeah they said well they they, (laughs) They they really said said nothing they said the same thing they've been saying for a long time which the rule is don't fight the fed right so they've been they've been saying the same thing they've been saying for a long time which is hey until inflation is at two percent or until we have a real clear line to two percent we're not doing anything and um it's a big nothing burger yeah so i mean and the jobs reports have been mixed. They were all positive, well until today. And of course, today we have a, a different jobs reports. Which um, you know we had. Uh, let's see, uh, two hundred jobless claims, two hundred twenty-four versus two thirteen. So jobless claims up. You know, negative, but
1: you know it's like marginally, but at least it was up,
5: right? Yep. Yeah, which that's what the that's what the Fed wants to see. Fed wants to see unemployment move closer to four percent. Because that's one everybody of everybody
1: needs to be unemployed.
5: <laughs> Not everybody, just well, four percent. Wait a minute, apparently. that's what we had with COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, think t- think about that. Uh, government um, yeah, government money,
1: that's a good thing. But
5: uh, and then productivity. Now, this is also important. Productivity: three point two versus two point four percent expected. So, so that means that our workers are in- increasing in productivity. See, Which, that's
1: a number that people don't look, I don't think people look at enough because I look at, okay, how productive, I, I judge myself daily. How productive am I today? Did I get my list done? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, productivity matters. Can I, can I do more work with less of my time or less of my input? Uh, because we're seeing a lot of that in the automation side of stuff, uh, whether it's, Hey, there's a kiosk at the grocery or at the grocery store, or at McDonald's, or mm-hmm. uh, a robot in an assembly line. Yep. That all leads into the productivity, and that comes back to some of those jobless numbers. And people don't look at it that way.
5: Well, and another number, uh, the uh, unit labor cost 0.5 versus one point three. So, which means that it costs you get more per hour out of a. Uh, You're getting your it's costing you less per hour of employment for more productivity. Right. So um, those are all good inflation signs. Those those are all good for the fact that, you know, if you can get more out of a worker, right, higher productivity, less unit labor costs. That means the price of goods should come down. And that's good for inflation in the other in the the same thing, too, as a higher jobless claims means if. If, uh, you know, if we have people, more people unemployed, then wage inflation starts to come under control. But just the other day, just the other day regarding that, the uh, Jolts report came out showing that there were, that we were higher than expected on number of jobs available still. So, (laughs) so we don't get consistent information yet. It's not, it's, it's not. Two plus two equals four. It's still kind of a, a scrambled puzzle of information. Now I suspect that the jobs that are available. So even though the jobs the jobs available were higher than expected, my guess is those jobs aren't jobs that are increasing earnings for people. My guess is that we're starting to get to the jobs that aren't as desirable, aren't t- uh, aren't winding up increasing um, wage inflation. And so either way this is good. So put put a put any kind of a rate cut off until June. Now, what does that mean for mortgage rates? Remember, the Fed rate and mortgage rates are not directly connected. They're they're they dance together. They don't but they're not to, they're not they're not the same. And so the Fed is the short-term money it's the overnight fund that goes to the banks for lending. The 30-year fixed rate mortgage is based on the, 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 the Fannie Mae mortgage bonds, which right now is on the five and a half mortgage bond. And so there's a couple things out there that, that are working against the 30-year fixed rate. So right now, the Fed rate is a little over five, right? And, and mortgage rates are closer to seven, well, typically, historically, in fifty years in fifty years, the average difference between the ten year treasury and and the um thirty year fixed rate mortgage has been about one point two five so truthfully, mortgage rates shouldn't really be a lot higher than six percent five and three quarters six percent but they're almost they're almost 2 points higher than the 10 year cuz the 10 year treasury is at 4. Point, well now the treasury is 3.9 today. So truthfully, rate should be at like 5 and a quarter today on the historical average of the difference between the 10 year and the 30 year. So why aren't they? Why all of a sudden do we have a 2 point spread instead of a 1 point spread or a 1ish spread between the two? And the the reason is this. Number one, the Fed is unwinding its balance sheet. So the Fed has. And
1: you've talked about that before. Yep, the Fed has like,
5: during COVID, the Fed put like eight trillion, not ten trillion dollars of two and three percent Fannie Mae bonds that are very desirable to investors. And the Fed is selling those off. So I'm not going to buy today's current five and a half percent bond being offered as deep if I can go get some of the Fed's money that it's still unwinding off its balance sheet. So until the Fed starts to taper that, there's you still got to keep offering a higher price on the five and a half year bond to get people to keep buying today's rates, right? And then the and then the other the other reason is just overall investor confidence and in being deep in a five and a half percent bond. Nobody wants to be holding a five and a half percent bond and then something happens where all of a sudden a three percent bond is available and everybody's refinancing. Because because the person holding that five and a half percent bond is gonna is gonna be held short if all the loans that were used to fill that five and a half percent bond refinance and pay out. That's gonna kill your investment in that bond. So nobody wants to be that deep in that paper because if all of a sudden there because everybody keeps predicting this refinance opportunity coming down the road if it happens it hurts the people buying bonds at five and a, on, on five and a half percent so
1: there's a more question of managing expectations as a home buyer or an investor on that side
5: I I think I think it's just a man I think I think it's just I think it's just a matter of things settling down it's like period. everybody take a deep breath it's just it's like if you threw a big if you threw a huge if it's like I throw a big boulder in a pond and I get the waves that come out, right? And it takes a while for that wave effect to settle down and come back to normal, right? Normal Normal is the 30-year tracking about one and a quarter, one and a half above the 10-year, which is currently at 3.9. Well, this is like a COVID what the fed did and what the government did with the government spending is like threw a meteor in the pond <laughs> and so so like it's not like an extinction it, event it doesn't look like normal waves it's it's like it's like a chaotic you know thing that's finally starting to settle down so i think you're I think that's why everybody keeps going, well, next quarter, well, next quarter, well, next quarter. And I think that's why it keeps taking longer than everybody expects is because
1: well, and, this and was so much
5: I, more chaotic than anybody anticipated.
1: That, that, that's why I bring up the managing expectations because just take a breath, yep. relax, and it'll settle down. But again, the predictions, I think, are are pushing the market a little yep. bit more than anything else.
5: So the good news is... The good news is this these rates are not terrible as house prices calm. The other good news is rates should already be lower. So buying now and putting yourself in a good position in a home on these rates means as rates go lower what happens to the value of anything you're buying today? Goes it goes out. up.
1: Joe Sheehan, he is your mortgage planner over at Benchmark Mortgage. Give him a call at 701 400 3926. We're going to talk about brokers versus the bank. And no, all brokers are not the same. When we come back, this is Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. Super Talk 1270.
2: Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super
1: Talk 1270. You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. I'm Steve Bike, along with Joe Sheehan. He is your mortgage planner over at Benchmark Mortgage. We give him a call at 701 400 3926 Now I want to talk a little bit about brokers versus banks. Be-
5: before before we jump into that, I just I just wanted to I just wanted to say that the um so uh, on the jobs front, the US based employers announced eighty-two thousand three hundred and seven cuts in January, hundred and thirty-six percent increase from the thirty four thousand eight hundred seventeen cuts announced one month prior. So I mean I mean so there is some there is some sense that you know this is this is why the this is why the ten year treasury has fallen below four again is that is that the, the market saw the market saw a move. Uh the market saw a move in employment, which anytime there's risk, anytime it looks like the economy could be slowing or there's a hit to the economy. People jump into treasuries and, and bonds, right?
1: Okay, but I do have one question about that mm-hmm. with the unemployment. How much of that is because it's seasonal as well? Because well, this you see all like these from... companies that ramp up their seasonal employees, mm-hmm. and then it takes a while to ramp down. Uh, UPS, great example. You see the 12,000 cuts in the UPS labor market. Right. Not all of those are full-time employees.
5: Yeah, the, uh, This this but this was from the outplacement, uh, outplacement firm Challenger. Uh, gray and Christmas. I mean, so I mean, it, it's not just that's not just seasonal.
1: So not just um, lag.
5: No, and 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 uh, and like I said, um, well, it, it it doesn't stay consistent because then, like I said, at the same time, there is more job openings than than expected, and so there is more. We we still have more jobs available than people we have to fill them. It just there is all these contradictions in the market, that, which is why the Fed that's why the Fed seems so disjointed. The Fed seems so disjointed because it doesn't have clear coordinates for landing. Is is the bottom line? It's a little foggy out. Yep. So <laughs> anyway, so banker broker. So let's talk about the different kind of lenders you work with out there because this matters, right? Um, now you're a banker. I we I am a I am a mortgage banker. Yeah, I'm 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 a different part of the evil empire. So the, uh, so there's, so what typically people think of is they think of their bank and I'm going to get to your bank in a second and uh, like, like your, your typical, like gate city, starry and those guys. Um, but first let's just talk about what most of the world, most of the world's home loans are through. And so you think of like a rocket mortgage, that's a mortgage bank. Okay. That's a mortgage bank. Uh, who knows where they're going because now they've come out with like rocket money. And I mean, they just got brilliant ways to try to get into everybody's pocket, right? But um, uh, but that's a, that's a mortgage bank. Benchmark mortgage is a mortgage bank. And, and what's the difference between a mortgage bank or a bank and a broker? A bank funds the loan. A, a bank takes your application... They process and they underwrite your loan and they pay for the money at the closing. Now, they could sell it later, but they initially own your loan to start with, no matter what. Some... And, and this is the big thing, like you know, it's a little deceptive. Some of the well, ads, and a lot
1: of banks were credit, like credit unions are a little different as well. But a lot of banks, uh, <laughs> your 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 loan is sold when you sign that. Paper.
5: Well, a credit union can operate as a mortgage bank, USAA, Navy Federal Credit Union, mortgage banks. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, they they I mean they are they're, they're depositories, so you can have money with those places, but. In the mortgage operation, they they work as a mortgage bank. You know, um, uh, they fund the loan. The loan is in USAA's name day one of the transaction, right? And so, and, and here's why this is important because, um, it, 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 a mortgage because a mortgage bank and owns the loan, and they fund the loan, they underwrite the loan. So, like you have you have two different you have personalities inside those types of banks. So like some, some banks are, are risk averse, right? So they're very picky about who they let on their books. And so underwriting can be harder. Other mortgage banks um, are more team oriented. So like when I work with my underwriters, my underwriters work for benchmark, they're benchmark employees. They work with me. They're on my team. My, my underwriter's name is Tess. You know, that's so like,
1: how do we get the deal done?
5: Yeah, it's how do we do? How does it work? How does it fit guidelines? And and mortgage banks work directly with the source of the 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Fannie, Freddie, Ginny, FHA, and VA. So they work directly. They're not going through any third parties. There's no filters. There's no anything. They work directly with them. Now, at the same time, a mortgage bank can sell that loan as well. But the idea is that first they underwrite it, they own it, and they 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 fund your loan, right? And they service your loan. Now, some some mortgage banks service all their mortgages. Some service some. We like at Benchmark, we have about a four billion dollar servicing portfolio. That means you make your payments to us. A little bit, it's a little bit deceptive to say we keep the mortgage. So, like you've heard these ads, closed here, stays here kind of thing. It's kind of a lie. They're not trying to lie to you, but it's kind of a lie. Nobody owns the mortgage as a bank unless you're truly doing an in house mortgage as a depository and keeping it on your books. But 30 year fixed rate mortgages typically are, get
1: bundled up and sold
5: off. Like, right.
1: Because it's part of a financial
5: portfolio. It's all a part of Fannie, Freddie, or Ginny, right? So Ginny is the one, Ginny May is the one who is the uh, agency for all government loans, FHA, USDA, VA. So So, like, if you probably experienced this where your loan, let's say you make your payment to benchmark, but you might get a letter that says Fannie May now owns your loan, but you're still making your payment to benchmark. Right. Because... We all sell the loans. So when I say I keep your mortgage, I don't really mean I keep the mortgage loan. It means I keep your servicing right, The servicing side of it. Which means you make your payments to me.
1: And that's really the part that matters to a a customer. Where where am I making my payment to?
5: Right. Where your loan is, your loan goes to Fannie. It's put in a mortgage bond. It's bundled up and hacked up into other securities that are sold in other investments, <laughs> into mutual funds and all kinds of other bond bond funds and stuff like that. I mean, nobody really. I mean, that that loan is owned by the agency, and however the agency then uh, sells that off as a, any kind of an investment or derivative or whatever. And and but at the end, what what the what the mortgage bank owns is the servicing rights. Now. We can also sell the servicing rights. So, like, you know, more. I, I paid my payment to Benchmark for six years, and then Chase came to Benchmark and said, hey, we want some paper. We're willing to pay more than it's worth. So Benchmark said, okay. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, about, you know, $10 million of loans went to Chase in a heartbeat. One of, them, one of them was mine. So that's what a mortgage bank does. A mortgage bank owns it, funds it, services it, and and what a broker is
1: tell you what okay. uh, we're up against a break let's come back and we'll talk about the broker side of that when we come back we're talking about joe sheehan he is your mortgage planner over benchmark mortgage give him a call at 701-400-3926 this is talk of the town on Super Talk 1270
0: now you can for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile
1: for you. Call, click or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 1270 on Alexa.
2: Hiya.
1: Find out how at Supertalk1270.com.
2: Goodbye. Talk of the Town, brought to you by... Big Boy. Just get in line. It moves fast. Benchmark Mortgage. Call Joe Sheehan, your mortgage planner, at 701-400-3926. Dakota Pharmacy and Dakota Natural Health Center. We're here to help you stay well. Trademark Realty. Peak Automotive and Service and Silver Ranch. Welcome back to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270.
1: You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Talk 1270. I'm Steve i along with Joe Sheehan, your mortgage planner over Benchmark Mortgage. Give him a call at 701-400-3926. We're talking about the difference between a bank and a banker and a mortgage banker and a broker. Okay, so heading into the break, uh, we explained the banking side of it. What's the brokerage side of it?
5: Well, a mortgage broker is somebody they don't fund the loan they don't own the loan really it's just a licensed person
1: facilitator
5: that They're shopping helps for you. you meet the lender so it's a third party
1: a relationship manager kind of if you want to make it sound right. cool
5: but the thing you have to understand between but what where I think the for the the big disadvantage to bro brokers will claim that they can save you money because they can shop around for you.
1: Well, so, and you hear this a lot with realtors. They're, okay, a licensed realtor and then a licensed realtor broker. So that's usually where I hear the broker side. Yeah.
5: In a realtor, in a realtor uh, terms, that means they're a supervisor. That means they have the right to manage realtors. Um, They have an additional responsibility in terms of where they can, they can manage and, and have a brokerage of other realtors, right. Or real estate agents. Um In, in, in the, in the mortgage world, what a broker means is I'm licensed to, I'm licensed to facilitate you meeting a lender. And so the, the idea behind it is that, well, I can shop around and I can get you better deals. Well, tell me where you put a third party in something and the cost goes down. Yeah, usually not. It usually doesn't happen. Right. Which is why I choose to be a mortgage bank and not a mortgage broker is because so instead of where I can, I can lend the, I lend the money and I can sell it directly Fannie or let's say Chase wants the loan. I can sell it directly to Chase, but I own that loan. I don't need somebody to place it somewhere. Right. So I, I, I'm already in that, that space and I've already offered what so I've offered. So not a
1: third party taking a third cut.
5: Nope. Nope. Well, um, like somebody like Chase or Penny Mac or somebody has to decide to pay. I'm going to, I'm only going to give it to them if they're paying me more than I can make on it myself. Right. And, and the reason they want it is because there's, there's number, there's, there's money in volume. Like people are like, why would they, why would they pay? Why wouldn't you just get, well, because there's, there's always, it. it's the same reason. It's the same reason why like on the stock market, a broker dealer, Will buy a bunch of Apple stock that it's going to resell, right? Because they can buy it at a discount and resell it to you for the market price. Then people don't quite understand that, but that's why when you when you're doing investments and you're working with a broker dealer, right? Um. So we don't we don't facilitate. We lend it directly. We own it. We and and then, but a broker never owns that loan. They're, they're facilitating, which also here's where it breaks down in the customer experience for me. The biggest reason I am, uh, am not a broker is because in the customer experience, I want it to be smooth and easy for you.
1: And, and brokers can walk away and not service.
5: Yeah, they don't it. own it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and but the biggest thing is underwriting. Like I told you, my underwriter's name is Tess. I talk to Tess every week. My team talks to Tess every day. Tess is a part of our team. She's there to help She knows that if our customers aren't happy, we don't get more customers. But if I was selling a loan to, like, so let's say United, United Wholesale Mortgage, what's that underwriter's job at United Wholesale Mortgage?
1: No incentive working for you or working for... It's to
5: protect United Wholesale Mortgage. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> and so, not, not working for that customer yeah, that buyer. Right.
5: That, their job is adversarial. Their job is to make sure I'm telling United Wholesale Mortgage the truth. And so, in my opinion, a lot of times deals through brokers become more difficult. There's more questions. There's more red tape. Well, and and
1: usually, because you have a third party. Right. And this is what I've noticed too from the banking side. So, if you're dealing with you walking through, You're going to get to the closing and you're not going to go, hey, we needed that extra $2,500 because you're going to know that. No surprise uh, with the broker, you could show up and go, hey, we need an extra $2,500. Well,
5: and this is why you have all the confusion about what does it take to qualify for a loan? So you walk into one place and say, well, no, no, no. I just talked to a loan officer and they told me I need a 620 credit score to qualify for that loan. That's because they're a broker. And so the person they're selling the loan to said, We need a little bit of a risk hedge. We don't want to take on the riskiest risk we can take from you because we don't know you, because you're a broker. So we're gonna tell you we won't go below six twenty. The truth is, FHA goes down to five eighty with three and a half percent down. With if you want to put ten percent down, FHA goes down to five hundred. So those are the real rules. But you get these what they're called overlays. And those overlays are set up to work with third parties because they're, we hedging don't, their they're hedging their bet against them. Right. And and this is where you wind up with, with those. Like, so, for example, you okay, know.
1: In my mind, you know where I just went? What? Okay. That's an extra layer of PMI insurance. Just call it something else. And right. You know how I feel about
5: that. Yeah, right. Even exactly. I shouldn't. Yeah, you're exactly But, but that's right. what it is. It, it's, it, it, so it's an extra layer of insurance for them. You're never working directly with the source, Right. I'm, you know, like I'm a bank, a bank is working. A true mortgage bank is working directly with the source. Broker is not. Bottom line. Now, so in the truth is as a bank, as a mortgage bank, guess what? When I pull up my rates for my customers and I show them my rates, I show them all of the people that are in line to buy their deal too. So I shop the rate for them too. I show them Chase and PennyMac and... I show them out, and I show here's where benchmarks at today. And
1: that's not something you typically see.
5: No, I yeah, I show it to customers. I go here's everybody in the market that wants your deal, and here's what they're willing to pay us for your deal. So and I and so I get to sh- so I get to show them if mine is better than which
1: gives you the ability to get them a better deal.
5: Well, or at least gives them the honesty of showing them yeah. if my transparency. Right, I can tell them I'm probably going to sell your deal right after we get there because PennyMac wants you really yeah, bad.
1: But you're. Still making the payment to me, and I'm servicing the loan.
5: Yep, it's going to start at benchmark, but and if PennyMac comes through on this price, though, you might get sold to PennyMac. But, but regardless, you know, I long term am your guy. Like I've always owned it, I funded it. It was I was responsible for it. I did it, and at the at the end of the deal, at the end of the deals, um, now you go to your bank. Now there's the deposit banks. Now, see, so the reason why I point that out, so like your deposit banks, like Gate City, Starion, and, and, and let's, the and credit unions are the same thing. I'm just, they're just, that's a tax status. Um, it's still a deposit it's institution. Still a deposit institution. Um, but they operate as both. They're not necessarily mortgage banks. A lot of deposit banks broker their loans because they're too small to have underwriters and processors and servicing departments. And those, those kinds of things. So they, so they actually, even though they're a bank, they're brokering your mortgage loan because they're not big enough to be a mortgage bank. Mortgage banks have to be big institution. Like to, to truly operate at least as a correspondent mortgage bank, you probably need to do what? $500 million in loans. Minimum. That's, that's minimum. That's minimum. To be a true full service mortgage bank where you are working with the agency, you probably have to do a billion dollars in mortgages
1: and that's not counting reserve funds
5: yeah and then yeah you have to have risk reserves you have to you have to operate you're
1: a large institution you
5: have to you have to be able to go to somebody like you have to be able to go to like wall street banks and 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 negotiate what are called warehouse lines to fund those loans and um and and so like you know a lot of times your depository you don't have the the you don't do enough loans to make that worth your while, so you broker them. And so most most of the small community banks are brokers or they might do what's called correspondent lending, which means they might, the lender will underwrite it for them, they will fund it in their name, but they sell it right away. So it closes in their name, but they sell it right away. And they always knew who they were gonna sell it to. It's just, it's one more step to, it's just, it's just like a little bit deeper than a broker, but it's about the same idea. Now and then, but then some of them operate as a mortgage bank, like Gate City is probably the biggest mortgage. They're a true mortgage bank um, in terms of the way that they operate. But beyond them, uh, everybody's a little bit, you know, like some of the credit unions. They operate as a mortgage bank with their conventional, but they might broker their FHAs, or they might so
1: a lot broker. of different layers on this, which. The more layers for me, the less transparency because things get confusing when you start adding different layers.
5: Too many cooks. And the biggest thing is is it's easy to confuse. It's easy to confuse where like you might like I get called a broker all the time because I don't have checking accounts. But I truthfully benchmark. Is, is one bank. of the biggest mortgage banks operating in North Dakota <laughs> <laughs> at, you know, $5, 6000000000 billion, you know, during the COVID, $8 billion uh, during the COVID years and ha- holding a $4 billion port- uh, servicing portfolio. But we just don't have checking accounts, which also is a benefit because guess what? I'm very focused on what I'm offering you. I'm not distracted with CDs I checking out. This, this. is all I this do. this is all I do,
1: and I do it for you. It's all I care and about I is your mortgage. plan because Joe is a mortgage planner. Uh, this is Talk of the Town on SuperDoc 1270. Joe Sheehan, your mortgage planner over at Benchmark Mortgage. Give him a call at 701-400-3926. When we come back, I want to talk about tax season because um, a lot of people may be looking at some opportunities to, to get into the real estate market. Tax time and that tax refund, always a what good if, time to... What if you
5: could invest in an investment property with your kid's tax refund? Yes. What oh, if... my God.
1: Yeah, and the child side of that, too. Let's talk about that when we come back. This is Talk of the Town on Super Talk to- twelve
4: seven. Super Talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day,
2: Welcome back to Talk of the Town
1: on Super Talk 1270. You're tuned to Talk of the Town on Super Talk 1270. I'm Steve Bigen, along with Joe Sheehan, your mortgage planner over at Benchmark Mortgage. Give him a call at 701-400-3926. The only other phone number I know besides my wife's and mine. And there you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm <in> good company. <laughs> Don't mix those great. up. Yeah, I, I, I got the number now. Uh, it's um, committed to memory. It's crazy. Uh, tax refunds. You mentioned tax refunds and, and how to invest with your kids. Um like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I got a lot of friends that uh, they figured out what's the best way to offset some of the costs and the financial liability mm-hmm. when their kids are going to college. Well, buy a rental property and, and let yep. your kid live there and and then you can flip it later or do it because you're, you're building equity. Yep. So now is a great time with tax returns. To start working on building some of that equity for your kids, even if they're not ready to go off to college or whatever they're doing.
5: Yeah, let's talk about situation number one. You have a kid who uh, gets their first full time job, or their their or their they and their spouse get their full time first full time jobs. They're ready. You know, as long as they have a two year history of working. I can go with that that full-time income on that first-time job. I don't need... Everybody talks about these two-year histories and stuff. You don't need all that. And with the North Dakota Housing Finance Agency program, the minimum required investment is 500 bucks. So literally, if they have any kind of tax refund at all, you could literally take that and they could buy a home. Gas money. Literally. It's gas money. Yep, exactly. Now, so that's the easy one. Let's go to a little bit harder one. Let's say your kid doesn't have the income yet. Let's say... They're living in Fargo, Grand Forks, or they're here. They go to the University of Mary BSC, something like that. And you're like, okay, they've lived in the dorm a year or two, and they they really have the dream of owning real estate. They would love to own a home. You think they could own a home? You'd like to buy, but you don't have 25 percent down to buy an investment property and rent it back to them. If you buy it with them, so if you have the in, if you as the parent have the income to qualify, if you have the income to qualify for another house payment, we can put them in a home with them on the loan. With three and a half percent down. So three and a half percent down, they can begin the road to home ownership. And you're the cosigner. You're called a non-occupant co-borrower. We used to call these kitty condo loans because, you know, it, 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 like it was real popular. Like condos were real popular. They right. just like sprouted out of the ground at one time, like in the 70s, 80s. And so what would happen is people would buy condos for their kids to live in while they're going to school and they could do it three and a half percent down and we market them as kitty condo loans. Well, now the condo thing's kind of gone and you'd rather own a single family house anyway. So you literally can buy a single family house, your kids on the loan, three and a half percent down. You're the co-backer. You don't have to live there. You don't have to put 25 percent down. You can rent this out to other college students, other roommates that live with your kid and you start down that road. And what is the advantage of this? You're both having income. You're both in owners. You're both having investment income. You start filing schedule E's, So you get the tax benefits of property depreciation, write-offs, things like that. Now, your kid's going to lose their first-time home buyer program because now they've, they, they've owned an owner-occupied real estate. But who cares? They're building equity. <laughs> who cares? And then literally, they're done with college. They're getting their first full-time job. They could literally go buy another home. For 3% down or 3.5% down. Yeah, you just flip that and step They don't even have to sell it. They could keep it. You guys could keep it as a rental and they could go buy their next home for themselves with 3.5% down. It's crazy. If, If I could do this all over again, I would literally buy a duplex when I was 25 years old. I'd, I'd move out of it in two years. I'd buy another duplex and another, and then I'd go and I'd do this all three and a half percent down till I was 30, 35. I'd buy the real house I want to live in. And then I would figure out which ones I want to flip
1: tire and live on your investment. Passive right? Yeah.
5: <laughs> I got old and I didn't, I learned it too late.
1: Yeah. Well, we all kind of did that, but, uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of different uh, programs out there. A lot of different ways to invest with your kids, utilize your tax returns. Um, go with the mortgage bank, not the, the broker side. Hey, I'm not thing. saying
5: don't go with the bro. If you got but, a great loan officer, you got a great loan officer. They manage, they manage their systems but well. But. You know
1: what? It's that extra layer for me, and it really makes a difference. Uh, I just want to, people
5: to know the difference.
1: If you want to find out more, get that plan in place. Give Joe Sheehan a call. Use your mortgage banker over and uh, your mortgage planner over oh, at yeah. Benchmark Mortgage. 701-400- 3926. This is Talk of the Town on Superdoc 1270. LXX AM, Mandan, Bismarck, a Town Square media station broadcasting from the VIEW Community Credit Union Studio.
0: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you.
1: Call.